No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. You can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Yes, it was a news-making day here earlier today as we continue to memorialize and commemorate the loss of our great colleague here, Bernie McGirt. Uh, he fought quite a battle against prostate cancer, then appendicitis, and then pneumonia, and unfortunately passed to the hereafter. But unlike Jews who would sit shiva for eight days, you bring the hamantash in, Italians and Greeks who would uh, actually hire uh, widows all dressed in black to wail in the front uh, seats of a funeral parlor at a wake. That's not the Irish, that's not the Polish. Uh, there is a celebration about the life and times of what was one of the greatest iconic figures in all of radio history, Bernard McGurk, including his many appearances with Bill O'Reilly over the years on television on the Fox News Channel. So let us memorialize him, commemorate him, remember him. Let's engage in a uh, an Irish uh, wake and understand that on Tuesday we're dedicating a full day, right after Columbus Day, a full day to inviting people on who knew Bernie personally, who worked with him initially with Imus in the Morning over at The Fan, worked with him on television at the Fox News Channel, and mostly here at WABC, where he finally found the home of his own, where he could do the kind of program he always wanted to do with Sid Rosenberg. We had a fight uh, in order for management at the old Cumulus ownership to put them together. It was Bernie's will that he do a show with Sid Rosenberg for years. And that dream finally came true. And in the last few years, the real Bernie emerged, not just the Bernie who did the Cardinal O'Connor, Cardinal Egan impressions, not just the Bernie with the quick, wit, the quick wit, the quick response, the improv, who could uh, drag out a factoid in a nanosecond. But all of a sudden, you saw the fleshed-out Bernie McGurk, uh, who was able to really, really show you what a great talk show host and human being he's always been. So we miss him dearly. But again, we celebrate all that he has done. And in the future, Cardinal Dolan has told our owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, that he will schedule a ceremony at St. Patrick's Cathedral said, so that you... Those of you who are fans, who listen to WABC, who loved hearing Bernie, especially the segment Battle Bernie, in which you had to match which with him, and 99% of the time the competitors lost. Uh, but you'll be able to come to St. Patrick's Cathedral and memorialize Bernard McGurk. And then even further in the future, because it's so important, Prostate cancer awareness, because this is what took Bernard McGurk's life like it has many men before. Almost took my life with stage four prostate cancer and our own Rudy Giuliani's. Both of us waited too long 
Luckily, there was enough time to keep us alive. But that wasn't the case with Bernie, who had stage four prostate cancer that metastasized. And what a battle he put on having to uh, um, endure the chemotherapy, the appendicitis uh, attack, and then the, the pneumonia. While still doing the program, as you remember, with Sid for so many, so many weeks. We're all going to miss him, but I tell you what, he would want us to be celebratory, not morbid. Uh, not uh, moaning and groaning about his loss because, let's face it, it is one thing you knew about Bernie McGurk. He was Irish through and through. Uh, oh, now I see the Bernie tribute uh, will not be on Tuesday. Uh, we're doing a really big extravaganza, so we've cleared the deck, and that will be soon announced. But now let's go to what happened earlier today in addition to continuing to talk about uh, your fabulous responses to WABC in honor of Bernard McGurk and his passing and his family, his wife Carolyn and his two children. And all of his colleagues who worked with him prior on the fan, WFAN, Lou, who's our board operator here, but board operator for Bernie and Sid in the mornings also, who's been with them through thick and thin. And then, obviously, Sid Rosenberg himself, still torn up, still traumatized by the loss of his partner, who uh, joined us briefly this morning. Because we shifted gears to an extraordinarily important subject. The trashing, the demeaning, the attempt to disintegrate and destroy Columbus Day as a holiday here in the state of New York and throughout the United States to continue to remove statues, to remove every vestige that exists in the public school systems, even in the private school systems, the charter school systems, and uh, even the religious schools. It's almost you never hear about Christopher Columbus any longer. You never hear about the heroic ventures in crossing the wrong side in order to get to the Far East, which he never accomplished he discovered this new world. And many people say, how can you discover something in which people already were occupying it? Trust me, he, he discovered a new world because nobody would have known about it. Hey, we're all going the wrong way. He went the right way, and he did it time and time again, putting himself at risk and everyone who joined him in that venture. And naturally, we will continue to talk historically about his revelance in uh, history and why he is being removed from the history books to discussions and vilified. And all of a sudden it's as if he is the villain in the discovery of the new world. And I will tell you this, it was great because John Katsimatidis, as we substitute for Sid Rosenberg, assembled uh, quite an all-star lineup to discuss this earlier this morning. If you were listening between 6 and 10, it was our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, great talk show host in his own right, yours truly, Curtis Lewa. It was Angelo Vivo, who is the chairman of the annual Columbus Day Parade up Fifth Avenue, and Chaz Palmenteri. And, you know, previously Chaz had come on with uh, both Bernie and Sid to not only defend the Christopher Columbus holiday, the Christopher Columbus continuation of the parade, the Christopher Columbus preservation of the statues, but also when... When uh, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who only wanted to be Italian when it was convenient to run for office, Bill de Blasio and Charlene McRae, those two udisgraziades, 
try to prevent a statue from being uh, built in honor of Mother Cabrini. And remember, to his credit, I disagreed often with Andrew Cuomo, but on those two accounts, he was absolutely correct. Andrew Cuomo, as governor, consistently coming to the aid, support, and continuance of the Columbus Day Parade, the Italian Heritage uh, celebration around Christopher Columbus's feet and achievements of other Italian-Americans and the preservation of the statues throughout the state of New York. And he also did that in providing space on state land down in Battery Park for the the statue to Mother Cabrini, something that de Blasio and his wife, Charlene, even though the vote was overwhelmingly for Mother Cabrini to represent women in statue form, she and Bill Deep Sixty, because Bill de Blasio was always a self-hating Italian. You knew that. And some of you were faked out because he would attend a parade from time to time and speak a few words of Italian. Beware. The enemy is within. But we made some news today because Pittsburgh is removing its Christopher Columbus statue. That would be the 34th major city to remove a Christopher Columbus statue and is trying to discontinue the teaching uh, about Christopher Columbus and Italian heritage in the public schools. And remember, think of all the famous Italian-Americans that came out of Pittsburgh. Dan Marino, right? Joe Montana in football. Perry Como, who came from nearby Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of uh, Pittsburgh. Franco Harris, yes, part black, part white, all Italian. And they basically just stamped all over Italian-Americans who are from the south side of Pittsburgh. And they're going to remove the statue. And that is, again, a double disgraziata, but it's a continuation. So we interviewed Vito Fisella, the Italian-American borough president of Staten Island. And we made news because we're bringing some of those statues to New York City and specifically to the borough that has per capita per person the most Italian-American population of any in the nation in any county. Borough President Vito Fasella, Curtis Lee, we're here. We were talking with Angelo Vivolo and John and Chaz Palmenteri. I remember when you were congressman every year, New Dorp Lane, they had the Christopher Columbus Day Parade, magnificent turnout. There is no large statue of Christopher Columbus in Staten Island. So we were talking of all the places they're taking down these statues and they're putting them in warehouses, they're mothballing them, they won't let the public see them. Pittsburgh today made that decision. Is that if we could get a statue in one of these cities that they've taken down and put in mothballs in a warehouse, 18-wheel tractor-trailer, bring it to Staten Island, even maybe Mount Laredo, where they would cherish this, where they would protect uh, the statue, would you be willing to accept that because they're, they're eating away at the traditions in the other boroughs. The short answer is yes, uh, and why not? I think in the past when there was a, a torrid approach to, to do all these things, there were folks who did reach out and whatever the heck happened. But, but yeah, by all means, I think, uh, we, we, we again, we celebrate it. We, <laughs> I can't get into how we're not into what other folks do and how they just want to undo history. And we've come to know that this day, this time, is really more about celebrating the contributions of Americans of Italian descent. And we're going to stick by it. And while, yes, the the parade on Newdorp Lane was great, uh, it was been shifted to, as you know, Curtis, uh, Mount Loretto, and it gets a tremendous crowd, and it will get a tremendous crowd. 
And we just not can't be bothered with that, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to be too flippant, but we just can't be bothered with it, period. Well, we've made the commitment here, all three of us, Angelo, John, myself, uh, and I'm sure Chaz, uh, he uh, will help you revive that, will help get a statue there, if you can lead uh, in that direction, because you are the Italian stallion of Staten Island. Everybody knows, <laughs> Vito Fasella, sure. the Italian stallion, the guardian of Italian-American tradition. Well, well that's I, I don't, well, that's very kind. But I, I'm here because of really the sacrifices of my family, my grandparents, my uncles. And they, as we all did, we come from uh, different places, but we came here, many with nothing, and they just built it up, and they gave me tremendous opportunities uh, to, to live in this great country and the great community of Staten Island. And frankly, uh, I am blessed that the people of Staten Island gave me the opportunity to serve them. So anything we can do to make it better, and Curtis, I think it's a great suggestion, and we'd be happy to work with you to, to try to get that thing done. This is great news. And again, the commitment, ladies and gentlemen, on the part of John Katsimatidis, owner and operator of Red Apple Media, Angelo Vivolo, the chairman of the Columbus Day Parade on Monday. We'll be broadcasting there live. I'll start from 12 to 1, and then it's followed up with John Katsimatidis and Frank Morano from 1 to 3. And we'll have a float uh, in the parade is uh, along with Chaz Palminteri. We are going to find one of these statues, whether it is the one that was taken down uh, off West Broad Street in Washington Park in Newark. That was a disgrace and mothballed. Or whether the one in Bridgeport, Connecticut, or the one that they'd like to take down, they better not in Brooklyn outside of the state Supreme Court or the one in Astoria that AOC and the Democratic Socialists of America want to desecrate. There will be a Christopher Columbus statue in Staten Island because of WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. And the buses keep rolling in from Texas. From Greg Abbott, the Republican governor, uh, a pound the hound to the Port Authority. Those are the illegal aliens that Eric Adams hates, despises, loathes. But then, uh, for every one bus from Abbott, there are two buses from El Paso on the border with Juarez in Mexico. And because it's the Democratic mayor there that Eric Adams has embraced as a friend, he was uh, agreeable to take as many illegal aliens crossing the border, mostly Venezuelans, as possible. And by a two-to-one ratio, they are coming down from El Paso. Well, uh, typical of Eric Adams, he's the pivot and shift guy. He's always working so fast, not for our benefit, for his own benefit, like lens lights getting in front of the TV cameras, that he doesn't realize what a fool he's... Turned out to be. Remember yesterday, Lou, uh, we were discussing how Eric Adams 
And the uh, mayor, the feckless uh, Michigan Action mayor in Chicago, lightweight, lightfoot, whatever she's called. She looks like Beetlejuice. And Bowser in D.C., all three of them African-American, had whipped up this conspiratorial plot that the reason that the illegals from Texas were being sent to Washington, New York City, and to Chicago is because they were black mayors and that white Republican governors wanted to deep six black Democratic mayors. How ridiculous was that? That lasted all in one day. Then all of a sudden, uh, I guess the staff at uh, City Hall said to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, look, that didn't fly. Nobody's buying that black conspiratorial talk against Abbott, DeSantis, Ducey in Arizona. So let's get back on track. What you have to do is declare a state of emergency. Today, I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York and issuing an executive order. This executive order will formally direct all relevant agencies to coordinate their efforts to construct the humanitarian relief centers. Wait, wait, I thought it was a state of emergency because of all the crime. Crime in the subways up 80%, crime in the streets, crime in the schools, crime in the parks, crime everywhere. Oh, my God, I I could spend four hours just talking about all the crimes that were committed within the five boroughs of the city of New York just yesterday. But, oh, no, Eric Adams is no longer focused on a failed mission of his in the first ten months. He's no longer the law and order mayor. It's disorder and no law. And let's move on to the next emergency, which is, underlay, underlay, the illegal aliens flooding in. So now that he's declared a state of emergency, what exactly does that mean, Eric Adams, swagger man without a plan? New Yorkers are angry. I am angry, too. We have not asked for this. There was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. Now, hold on, say, uh, Lou, you got to play that again, because this guy, he's like a typical politician, Democrat or Republican, when in a corner he lies, 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 and assumes that because most citizens are focused on providing sustenance and nutrition for their children, their families, paying the rent, working a job or two because of the uh, Biden inflation, uh, just to make ends meet. He must think we're all, we're all still not. Could you play that cut again, please? New Yorkers are angry. I am angry, too. We have not asked for this. There was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. That is such a lie. The mayor himself has admitted that he has had regular conversations with his colleague, Democratic mayor in El Paso, and that, in fact, he has agreed to take as many illegal aliens that have flooded into El Paso from across the border in Juarez. And that's exactly what the mayor of El Paso has done, putting them on the Greyhound. They pound the hound. They come into the Port Authority. And it clearly says from El Paso, so far, 7,330 Illegal aliens alone from El Paso. 
So he welcomed them. He wanted them. He could have said, no, no, we can't. Our, our infrastructure can't handle it. I'm going to be $10 billion in debt with a new fiscal year. Please, please do not send your illegal aliens to New York City. But he embraced them. He must think we're all stunned. We don't remember. And then he applauds himself. He pats himself so hard on the back you would think that he was earning a Congressional Medal of Honor because he now claims that he is heroic. There's no playbook for this, no precedent. But despite all this, our city's response has been nothing short of heroic. Heroic. Boy, they throw that word around so uh, easily. Is that a... uh, Hero sandwich. I mean, what is it? What? What? What do you mean it's heroic? You're the schmuck and putz that got us into this jam. You never communicated with ICE, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, for years. You called them thugs. You said you didn't want to communicate with them. Then all of a sudden, illegals are coming to the city, and you never want to name and shame your mentor. Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, and <laughs> Giggles, Vice President Harris, the Tsarina in charge of border security, according to the President of the United States. You will not name and shame Biden or Harris or Mayorkas or anyone else in Washington. So we're stuck. And you know what he's asking for? The nerve of this guy. He says he needs a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Now, all of a sudden it went from... Uh, let's see, it was $20 million and $100 million and $500 million. Now it's a billion dollars. So basically he's ripping off the Treasury wherever that money may come because right now the only ones paying for this are the city taxpayers. We're the suckers. There has been no help from Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb in Albany, not a nickel, dime, a penny other than to say when you build that foolish tent city in Randall's Island, the one that didn't work, in initially building it over an orchard beach in the parking lot, I will provide National Guardsmen, state National Guardsmen, because the normal homeless people and the drug addicts going through rehab who are living out in Randall's Island will bum-rush that tent because they'll see all the amenities that the illegals are getting. The free cell phones, the swag bags, the better food, the better accommodations, and there'll be a riot on Randall's Island. That's the reason for the... uh, by the way, the reason for the uh, the National Guard being sent in, also in league with that, Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb accepted the resignation of the state police superintendent, the first ever who was never a trooper. He was a lawyer appointed by Andrew Evilize Cuomo. Andrew Evilize Cuomo was expected, Lou, to do his first radio interview with Cindy Adams on Sunday here exclusively at WABC at 1 o'clock. He stood her up. He stood her up. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, I know you're in your compound. I know you and your brother Fredo, Chris Cuomo. You listen as you stir the marinara sauce. You've hit the mattresses with your leg breaker, wartime conciliary. Joe Pococo, who was just released from federal prison for political corruption. You don't do that to Cindy Adams. You don't stand up, Cindy Adams. Oh, the fire and brimstone that is going to come from her. But let's get back on track. Remember, from now on, Lou, every time the mayor is jammed up, and he's jammed up because he's running the mayoral office as if he were Brooklyn Borough president, all ceremonial, cutting blue ribbons, no substance. It is now the lexicon, the word of the Eric Adams administration. Whenever you find an impediment, you pivot, 
and shift. Constant pivot and shift to find a the right solution to this humanitarian crisis. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, I'm going to hit y'all with a little preview of the remix. They can say what they want. Pivot and shift part two. When you get a question, what do you do? First you pivot, then you shift. First you pivot, then you shift. Hey. We're New Yorkers, and this is what we do. Don't try to script me. This is what we do. This is what we do. Oh, first you pivot, then you shift. This is what we do. This is what we do. We're going to have to continue to pivot and shift. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, first you pivot, then you shift. Lou, <laughs> who is he laughing at? He's laughing at all of us. Suckers. Crackers. I warned you when I ran against them. You all said, oh, 22 years, you know, in the NYPD. He was a house mouse. He never, never left the precinct. He made no collars. He never busted his shoes in the streets. I warned you. You didn't listen. And now you pay the price. Let's look at Staten Island where he has indicated that he will be sending a Norwegian cruise liner to Homeport which is right in the uh, North Shore, which used to be the old naval facility for our U.S. naval fleet until Chucky e. Chee Schumer, the schmuck to putz, and in addition, the alliance of Gerald the Whale Nadler, the congressman, chased the Navy out because they said, you must tell us if there is a nuclear payload in any of the naval ships that are coming in. They said, we can't do that. And they say, pack your bags and get the hell out. And then in the aftermath of the attack on 9-11, what did uh, Congressman Gerald the Whale Nadler say? Where are the ships? Where are the planes? Where are the planes? Like tattoo, right? Where are the planes? <laughs> what an idiot. What a, what a pisha. What a schmendrick. So here it is. The uh, Norwegian cruise liner is being retrofitted. Recommission in the mothballed fleet that is north of Fort Lauderdale. There are about 82 old ocean liners, not only Norwegian uh, uh, cruise liners, it's Carnival Cruise Line, some of the other cruise lines. That's where they have, that's their elephant graveyard. Uh, when they no longer can be uh, retrofitted and recommissioned, they send them to uh, Bangladesh uh, outside of Dhaka, where they basically break them down for recycling uh, all of the uh, materials. But it's, they're not at that point yet. So the deal is just about done. It's been signed, sealed, and delivered. And at the end of his press conference today, the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, no friend of Staten Island, endorsed Max Rose to run, who's running against uh, Nicole Maliotakis, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, who beat him, beat him handily two years ago, and she'll beat him again. And now uh, he's aiding and abetting Eric Adams, Max Rose. So you know what this means. Max Rose is for the cruise liner coming in that will house 5,000 illegal aliens right there in Homeport, the North Shore, because Eric Adams would never have endorsed Max Rose for Congress against Nicole Maliotakis, who has led the fight to say no to the ocean liner. And just so you know, an update earlier today at 10 o'clock. You had outside of the home port, right there at the uh, Seven Navy Pier Court, Sam Pirazzolo, who's running for Mid-Island, the assemblymanic seat being vacated by the Democrat Cusick. He's running as a Republican conservative. He and his supporters were there to say no, absolutely no. Could I have a few blasts on the foghorn there to the Norwegian cruise line? But let me give you uh, some behind-the-scenes uh, info on this. 
I've learned from a friend of mine who does work for the Eric Adams administration, who uh, was part of the Thomas Jefferson Crooked Democratic Club on 92nd and Conklin, which basically is running City Hall through the crooked uh, Brooklyn County Democratic uh, machine, uh, that, in fact, if there's enough resistance, Lou, in Staten Island, if there's too much heat, Eric Adams will pivot and shift. That's his favorite term now, pivot and shift. And that they will bring that Norwegian cruise liner into dry dock number two, dry dock number two at the Brooklyn Navy Yard, which still is utilized to retrofit U.S. naval ships and other ships uh, in that dry dock. So if the residents of Staten Island coalesce around the Republicans, everyone's on board now, including Councilman Joe Borelli, who was resistant at first, but he has seen the light of day. They had a press conference. They were opposed to the Norwegian cruise liner. Clearly, Max Rose running for uh, to oust uh, Nicole Maliotakis is for the Norwegian cruise liner. As the other Democrats uh, are, you must pressure them uh, to go on the record because now they are aligned with uh, Eric Adams, Max Rose, and the other Democratic candidates. They want the Norwegian cruise liner. That means they want 5,000 illegal aliens right on the north shore of Staten Island with nothing to do, nowhere to go, with free access to come and go as they please. That is nuts. Anyway, uh, I gave you the update there, but uh, also Eric Adams' swagger man continues to indicate that as he's getting bombarded with complaints about the ever-rising crime rate, violent crime rate in the streets, in the parks, in the schools, but especially the subways, it's all just a perception. It's in your mind. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, when you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear, and so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. Really? All right. What do you say, Eric Adams, to the Bronx, uh, emotionally disturbed vagrant with 43 bus who pushed that 25-year-old commuter into the tracks of the number six train the other night? So much so, the guy said that he's never going to ride the subway again. Our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. The perception of fear. What do you say to the father of a subway victim of the slasher who was released just last year after slashing his son, Anthony DiMarco, a teacher, on the train? He was cut loose only to come back and kill a man on the L train. Let's see. Two violent crimes one leading to a murder. And what is that, Eric Adams? Our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. And then, worse yet, they now have an audio recording of the missing in action police commissioner. Has anybody seen her, Sewell? Has anybody seen police commissioner Sewell with the rising violent crime rate all over the city and all five boroughs in the parks, in the schools, in the streets, and in the subways? Nope, she's missing in action. There is now a video recording in which you can hear her from time to time if you're waiting for the train. As she tells you, don't fear, fear not. It's really just the perception of crime in the subway. It's not really crime. Well, a guy is stabbing you over and over, hitting you over the head, pushing you in front of an oncoming train. 
You hear perception. Meantime, uh, there was breaking news. You heard it earlier from uh, our Jimmy Olsen, uh, how the subway system was tied up into knots. Uh, almost all the lines uh, were, were shut down that intersected at 14th Street, Union Square, because apparently somebody was pepper spraying, probably turned out to be somebody pepper spraying an emotionally disturbed person who was probably trying to push them into the cracks. And then finally, although we didn't have time to go into it, I'm sure that um, Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly and Mike Kumbaticic, Rudy Giuliani, and you know definitely Bo Snurdly from 4 to 5 will go in to Kanye West, who was on Tucker Carlson, who uh, last night was labeled by so many whites and blacks, progressives, democratic socialists of Americas and others, as a self-hating black man, a double-stuffed Oreo cookie. No, not a single-stuffed Oreo cookie, a double-stuffed Oreo cookie, a Uncle Tom. So I'll hold those cuts uh, uh, because obviously um, uh, Bo Snarley will do a much better job than I can. So can Lieutenant Colonel... Greg Kelly coming up from 1 to 3, and Mike Kumbaricic, Rudy Giuliani from 3 to 4. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Come on, we made news today. We're bringing a Christopher Columbus statue that other cities don't want out to Staten Island, to Mount Laredo. Combination of Angelo Vivolo, the chairman of the annual Columbus Day Parade that we will be broadcasting live from and have a float in on Monday of Fifth Avenue. Chaz Palmentary, uh, our owner-operator, Italian for the day, 28% Italian, uh, John Katsimatidis, and yours truly. All made that commitment with Vito Fusella. That'll be the news that we made to contribute to the perpetuation of the legacy of Christopher Columbus and uh, keeping the statues up, the parades up, the holidays going, and the teaching that no longer exists in the public schools, a lot of private schools, charter schools, and religious schools. But let's get back to why this song is played by Lou Manji. It's the seventh-inning stretch. For your New York Met fans of whom <laughs> you got wiped out by the Braves in three, which meant now you're buck wild, right? Three games set against the San Diego Padres, and you're getting a little nervous, Lou, lifetime Met fan, along with the dearly departed Bernard McGurk and obviously Sid Rosenberg and almost everybody else here at WABC. What are you going to do? You got Buck Showalter. He's never gotten into the big dance. He bombed out with us against Seattle when he wouldn't take out Coney, who was dying on the mound, and he wouldn't take Daryl Strawberry off the bench and have him pinch hit. 
We could have we could have won that one against Seattle. Uh, and then he failed with the Diamonds and the Rangers and the Baltimore Bluebirds. But oh, you thought when Steve Cohen, the insider trader guy who should have been in jail, brought over Buck. Oh, we're going to win the World Series. You're not. You're not. Let me tell you something. You're in this three-game set, and tonight, who's pitching against you? Darvish. Remember last year for the Cubs, what was his ERA? 52? No, he allowed 52 runs a game. They said he's washed up, he's shot, go back to Japan. Your your arm is dead. And look at him pitch your lady, 16 and 8, with a 3.0 ERA. And his best games have been of late. Meantime, you got Scherzer, Max, on the mound. Hey, let's face it, he's been broken down a little bit. And DeGrom? DeGrom is so broken down in his last two starts, they're basically saying, hey, uh, maybe we'll leave it for the tiebreaker for game three if we have to. Uh, I'm not feeling too good for you Met fans. I will tell you this. Independently and autonomously, if Francisco Lindor gets on base and starts stealing bases, as he can, you can win this because San Diego cannot throw out anybody. A grandmother in a wheelchair could steal a base on all three of the San Diego Padre catches. But if you don't curtail Juan Soto batting second and Manny Machado, that's the power of their lineup, two and three, then you might as well hang this one up and go play golf uh, for the rest of the season because the Mets will not get into uh, the advanced playoffs. Now, look, as much as I love the Yankees, and I like Aaron Judge making home run history with 62 the other night. They're not going anywhere either. You know why, Lou? Because they can't get past the Houston Astros. It's in their head. They can't get past the Houston Astros. Meantime, ladies and gentlemen, now I'm thinking of the Newark Bears. Remember the Newark Bears? They, they had Yogi Berra played for the Newark Bears at one time, and they tore that stadium down. And they built a new stadium there. And Ricky Henderson played while eating bags full of lettuce and tomatoes. Ricky Henderson. Oh, it was great. But I'm thinking of Newark. Don't let what happened in Newark happen everywhere else in the tri-state area. That Raz Baraka tore down the Columbus statue in Washington Park. They left the pedestal. They said, oofah. They're now going to take the George Washington statue out of there. Not statue, but they're no longer going to call it Washington Park. They're going to call it Harriet Tubman Park. Hey, look, there's Weekly Park, there's Branchbrook Park. You could have named that Harriet Tubman Park. But they really want to stick it to the crackers, the whiteies, and especially the Italians. And now they don't even have a parade in Newark, which at one time, per capita, per person, had more Italian-Americans living there than anywhere else in the country, per person, per capita. As it is now, uh, Lou, there are more Italians in Toronto, Canada, than there are in New York City. Uh, a little factoid there. But you got to fight for what you know is right. Do not let them tarnish the tradition of Christopher Columbus. we got to stop the tearing down of the statues now. They want to take the one down in Brooklyn. They want to take the one down in Astoria. And we here at WABC committed this morning, Angelo P. Below, the chairman of the parade, Chaz Palminteri, John Katzmatidis, owner-operator, and yours truly. We pledge to Vito Fisella. We will find a statue that is mothballed and in a warehouse and bring it to Mount Laredo where we know you'll take good care of Christopher Columbus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.